Hello, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West as we learn from Buddhist psychology how to deal with mental health and health issues. And now your host, Tyler Woods. Hi, this is Tyler Woods, and welcome to Boo Covery, where East meets West in psychology. Uh, today I want to talk about something that I feel very strong about right now, and that is recently I put a post on Facebook, and I knew when I put it up that it would be some note-taking for me. So um, I did it kind of with intent, and, and the intent was I wanted to see what would happen if we really called people out on their bullying about the current situation in our nation. The name-calling, such as um, calling the president a Cheeto or the size of his penis or his hair. And I don't know what any of that has to do with maneuvering in these really difficult and trying times. And so I posted that we should really watch the bullying, and you would have thought I hurt somebody and left them there to die. The responses were anger and violent. I am not a Trump fan, but my Buddhist teaching teaches me not to hate, not to act like a child and do common name-calling, and to always show compassion for all. It also tells me not to be attached. Look, I get it. Now's a great time to freak out, to grieve, to vent, to be angry, and for a while we need to do that because the conditions of this nation is not healthy. But then it's time we get back to work for the greater good. That is not happening and people are becoming attached to their suffering. They have to complain constantly. What these people don't realize is that complaining is an addiction and complaining keeps us disconnected from our soul. And I think it's time to hear about a Buddhist perspective as to what's happening. Now, there are several Buddhist spiritual leaders that have given us different perspectives. And like true Buddhism, we're allowed to take what makes us feel better and make sense to us. While some religions make it a law to behave a certain way, in Buddhism we are left with simple advice and we get to make the choice. When I made the post, I tried to find the goodness in the hateful. Sadly, hate won. I removed the post because people were almost enjoying criticizing and judging. You could actually see their pleasure in fighting and arguing. People will argue and hate and show their hateful side before they show a loving side. And the truth is, we are all on the same side. So the people that I side with were criticizing and fighting, and I fought back with kindness. And the answer was made clear to me that we cannot love and have kindness because people don't want it. And what's interesting is I feel that people are just obsessed with pushing discontent on others. Now, I'm not into convincing others that they should like or dislike the same things I do. But when I mention compassion and kindness, people got very upset and extremely critical. They even name-called and made judgment because I chose kindness. 
But it's like the old saying, misery loves company, and some people are simply attached to their misery. Days after the post, and I removed it because I saw people almost getting verbally violent with me because I suggested, of all things, kindness. People were still trying to convince me, even today, that I need to participate in their hatred. That if I don't call names and if I don't instigate things, I'm an ostrich with my head buried because I'm not paying attention. But the truth is, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to watching people hate. And these people feel like you should be focused on nothing else but the discontent. They are so addicted to their own suffering. And personally, I think now is the time to bring balance to the way we react. At the same time, we need to remain committed to raising awareness and promoting a compassion in action, such as you can write Congress, you can do peaceful protests, you can send out letters. There's many things you can do besides hate. One of my favorite teachers is the Dalai Lama. And he stated, as we act with the intention to help others to be more at ease and healthy or safe, we'll notice that we become more happier and content in ourselves. And I try to share that happiness. However, sadly, people don't want it. They are too attached to their misery and their suffering. And though hard to hear, it is an attachment. And so many people struggle because we have the desire to continue working for the well-beings of others and the greater good. And our longing for connection is important. And happiness is a tool that helps people like a disinfectant on people's discontent, anger, and rage. But no one wants to hear that. So where we have to go is think of what the Dalai Lama went through. Um, in his lifetime. He maintains a daily practice. He maintains kindness for everyone. And though he lost his country, his culture, and he lost his family, at the hands of a brutal regime, he doesn't hate the Chinese and he finds redeeming qualities in them. He maintains his sense of humor and he chose to turn his tragedy into teaching the world Right now, my mindfulness practice is dedicated to my many friends who are expressing such unbearable hurt and fear and hatred and abuse with the current version of what America looks like. Many of my friends are women, people of color, members of the LGBT community, immigrants, and non-Christians, and they're all rightfully expressing their fear and trauma right now. And I want to especially be there for them through compassion and mindfulness, not through the ongoing of Facebook and name-calling and wishing him dead. Look, it's okay to grieve the fact that we have taken a massive emotional spiritual step backwards, but I keep remembering the three universal truths and the reality of impermanence. There is nothing in this world that's going to last forever, including its current condition. We are lucky that impermanence is built into our system of government, and for Buddhism, it's built into our system of belief. The value of recognizing the reality of impermanence is something we should cherish. It should bring us joy 
And we know these hard times will pass. And once it passes, I want to be known as a person who may change without bullying, without name-calling, without conquering and dividing, without egging people on. If we don't maintain a balance between our work and the emotional and spiritual nourishment we need, we will not be successful. The practice of a walking meditation, mindful breathing, allowing our body and our mind to rest and get in touch with the refreshing healing elements within us and around us is crucial for our survival. Non-action sometimes is a very powerful action. Sometimes we need to not underestimate someone sitting very calm and solid and not reacting. That can touch a place of peace and of love and of non-discrimination. That is not uh, an action. Rather, it's a very strong action. So let's reach through our differences, shall we? Listen. Listen deeply and say no to fear. Say no to the anger. We have to be prepared to face dark times right now. And we will prevail against the darkness, but we have to hold fast onto our cherished ideals of truth, of love, and of compassion. We must also maintain that faith, while ignorance and hatred may at times be dominant, that through a concerted action, patiently pursued, we can finally usher in an era of justice, of love, of human unity, and of compassion. I choose to be that person. How about you? For now, this is Dr. Tyler Wood saying, walk in peace. Mm-hmm.